Hello and welcome to the Counterpress Podcast. I'm your host, Kirk Kinsey, and with me tonight is Josh Cacho. Josh, we're here under good circumstances. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like these moments are far in between in after these all tropical games. Yeah. But man, it, it is a good feeling. Right. I'm I'm definitely lost a few years um at on the in the last ten minutes of that game, but at the same time, you gotta love it. Uh straight up cardiac kids, I mean this game is nuts every single time it's played. It's always emotionally fraught. It's always back and forth. Um, and it's no different. It, you know, LAFC managed to get up 3 nothing, and still look like they're not – or 3-1, sorry. 3-1. And still look like they're not going to, to pull it off somehow. Um, there's lots to talk about here. There's lots to talk about, and I think – I think one of the reasons this game is so good for LAFC and for like us <laughs> to talk about is because it gives it simulates the playoff atmosphere, right? Where it's always charged, it's always uh, wild. Think both teams really want to win every every game, no matter what. Um, nobody's ever taken this one off or sitting it out. Um, so it, it's uh, I don't know. I think you can always draw. You can draw a lot of conclusions from here, but at the same time, it's like, well, I don't know how regular these games are, actually. So, but yeah, I mean, like, the only thing that's regular is usually the 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 how against the run of play the result typically is. Yeah, right? yeah. Like it's it's more the the chaos is really like he's probably the best way to it. the chaos that accompanies these games is probably the only thing that's actually regular. Mm-hmm. In terms of you know, like mm-hmm. in terms of the the way that they play, in terms of you know it, everything everything that you had you had you could have thought coming into the game is usually out the door, right? Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, right? Like I said, it's the it's the ghost of Zlatan and, and Tyler Miller, um, you know that was that all and the back pass, right? But I mean, I mean that's the craziest thing is from day one, this rivalry has been bonkers right mm-hmm. where the first match Zlatan Ibrahimovic <laughs> comes in at, you know it was like I don't know it's like the 65th minute or something like that's that's how this thing started off LAFC were up three nothing in that game mm-hmm. and then Zlatan who just got off the plane comes in and all these crazy things happen and it's like how is this possible to keep scoring goals like oh we're up three nothing we're good tied and then the winner and it's like oh my gosh this is this is madness and it's been like that ever since so yeah i mean and to be fair like you know it's it this it's still young right like this is about the 12th matchup in general no i think that was like 16 or something like that yeah because now now we are four seven and five so how many is that that's 16 right yeah yeah I think I think that's what the series is at now is four six four seven and five. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, so again, you know, with that in mind, you know, it, it, it's always going to be wild. It's always going to be a little bit mm-hmm. crazy, right? And so when you kind of can finally take a breath, right? You're kind of just like, okay, yeah. Well, yeah. You know. So I mean, let's let's get into it. I suppose I think I think the starting lineup is worth noting today. Uh, based on what we're going to have to analyze and like in terms of play on the field and who started. 
Chicho and Vela start with with Musovski. Everybody knows how you and I feel about that, but here we are. Um, Acosta, Sifu, and 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 Ilya, which is our undoubtedly our best midfield trio at this point. Um, and then across the back line, Holling sat on the right, Mario next to him. Ibeaga is the center back partner for Mario, and then Palacios out left with Crepo and goal. Um, I mean, right off the bat, you worry about Ibeaga and you worry about Musovski. And this match is a perfect example of them not being up to snuff. Uh, Musovski with several miscues early uh, that probably should have led to goals. He makes the wrong run on a Chicho Arango cross. Um, he, he he runs straight at Araujo. I, I don't know if you remember this one. It's probably yeah. in like the sixth or seventh minute here. Uh, Chicho gets slipped in behind. He probably could have taken a shot, but decides to square it, which is the right. It's a better decision. And while all this is happening, uh, the back post is wide open. Jonathan Bond is out of position, and Musovski runs straight at Araujo. I mean, straight at him, and then tries to uncover near side. And it's like the whole back post is open, and you're the left winger. What on earth are you doing? Um, Ibeaga had so many miscues in this game, I can't even count. But yeah, anyway, so for me, those two, those two jump out. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm more or less in agreement. Obviously, I think the one thing to note was that Hollingshead did start because um, Escobar was in health and safety protocols. Yeah, um, yeah. Tony Lowe kind of mentioned that. Like, I think a lot of people are wondering, is he hurt again? Some of these different mm-hmm. things. Um, and Tony noted that it was likely a COVID-related Thing. Yeah, that's the code name at this point for. It's a euphemism that we've given, yeah. Right, but at and the same time, it's kind of like ah, we've played plenty of games there. Now it turned out not to be as great as it probably should have been, but yeah, yeah. When you first see the lineup, it's like, all right, Hollings said it is. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's a good problem to have with him there, right? I mean, if, if there's ever a guy you probably want backing up, um, Escobar at this point, like okay, I like. I'm not losing sleep that Holland's head is playing right back, right? In the way that we would if we had to move Acosta back there again or something along that line. Yeah, I mean, I would still prefer a right back. Yeah, I mean, base, it's, but... I don't know. I, I, I mean, it was fine. You know, he's in the S can. Again, I mean, obviously you prefer Escobar, but I'm good yeah. with it if, you, if, you don't, if he's not available. Right, like... I mean, maybe, again, we've... Ah, man, this is another one of those things we've talked about so much, but like... We know that Segura can play there. We know that Mario has played there. Um, maybe they can. Maybe they can do the job too, uh, and and play at that position. So I, I I don't know. I don't know. There were several times tonight with Hollingshead where it's like he's on the ball, and Galaxy are perfectly fine to let him be on the ball and dribble. And, and to his credit, he took all that space, but would frequently give it up and then. Like it's almost as if this was part of the plan. Like let's let let's let Hollingshead and Palacios move up the field. When we do win the ball back, the ball goes into the midfield. It's a one touch pass away from there, and then down the wings before the fullbacks can uh, can get back yeah. into into position. But I will say, like Palacios and and Hollingshead, or especially Palacios, did a really good job maintaining possession. You know, when when yeah. if when allowed yeah. to do that, right? Like. If that was their plan, it didn't work out very well on that left-hand side because more often than not, right, that was the available space that the Galaxy had left wide open. 
um, in transition, and you saw Mahala take advantage of it several times in the second, you know, in the second half when he came on, because um, Araujo had just had a miserable game, to be fair. Yeah. Because if you watch him, he gets turned several times um, in space. Yeah, now, he's got he's not getting any help from from his midfielders, right? They're playing a four four two, and then brought Victor Vasquez in, questioning as your game changes in the second half. Like, okay, that's what you're gonna roll with. Yeah, well, but I like, mean, they were pretty aggressive pressing the ball. Like once the once the like once their line of of confrontation was crossed, they were pretty aggressive at sending Jovalich and Chicharito at at the back line, mm-hmm. and also moving those those wide wingers, right? Those uh, those wide midfielders, I should say, in the four four two, like those guys were getting forward. Yeah, it was uh, Alvarez and Granzi on the other side that were mm-hmm. getting really far forward to put them under pressure. Um, so yeah, it's definitely going to expose Araujo and 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 Edwards. Uh, so yeah, uh, I th- I thought there was there was plenty of opportunity down the wings, and we did a fairly good job of it. Better once Mahala came in. Um, Man, it's almost like if Mahala could just fix his decision making and like his, the choice, like the the passes that he picks out, he would be so much more dangerous. Well, I mean, if but if he if he does that, he's probably playing for a lot more money on yeah, a different team. Yeah, right. I right. mean, it's 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 this the conundrum that we often run into, um, you know, when we talk about the way that the the, are the rosters have to be constructed. Right, that yeah. you do have to take some projects on because of because anyone else that is a more complete player is playing, you know, in Europe. Yeah, I, uh, Twelman, Taylor Twelman, in the broadcast said as much about Sifu actually about how he's putting things together uh, in a big way and adding some things to his game. And I think even Trundle said something on the field afterward about it, um, about how you know he's he's adding more things. And what Taylor basically said is, you know, he won't be here long if if he continues to add little nuances to his game, like if all of a sudden he can win headers in in the opposing box and put goals in, then yeah, he's not going to be around very long. Yeah. I mean, again, he, while he never made, you know, he may never be that guy that, you know, that can make the pass that Carlos Vela did right to, to uh, yeah. teach over the third goal. Right? Maybe mm-hmm. he's not that guy, but if he's a guy that can be active in the half space, Right and be a be an attacking force and score goals. Like there's gonna so there will be a place for him somewhere, right? And, you know, oh yeah, like, yeah. And he won't be long for this league because again he does have the talent. Again, like if you're not going, it the pairing the midfield trio worked perfectly tonight in my opinion, right? Like towards the end, right? You get a little gas. You see some of those things after, um, because you aren't you aren't able to make that third defensive sub because of Musovski coming out earlier in the game, right? Um, right. And so, with, but when you see Ilya and Acosta be able to dictate, dictate the passing with Acosta slightly more advanced, and then now, now Sifu doesn't have to worry about being the guy to make that final pass, whereas it ended up being Acosta and Bella being the guys who are going to be the service providers. It changes the dynamic dramatically, right? Because now Sifu's just a lot more freed up to be a pure attacker, right? Which I think he's, his game is more suited to driving yeah, forward, yeah. attacking the ball in space, right? Looking, looking for opportunities to score. Yeah. And when he, 
if, if it's interesting, I don't ever remember him running off of midfielders quite this much in the attacking third. You see it, you see it in uh, in the midfield. He's he's willing to make runs off of the midfielders. I mean, you can go back to the first game of the season where he makes that third man run to release Carlos right mm-hmm. uh, for that goal that came all the way from Crapo, but. He ran off Acosta really well, and Acosta did great all night to find him in open spots. Um, <clears throat> I think on the play where he tried the Rabona and missed, so you know, you know, he's feeling himself if he's out there trying this uh, this kind of stuff. But like the little flick pass that Acosta plays to him, I think it's a one-two between the two of them, like basically yeah. just a give and go. And Acosta flicks it up in the air over the back line, and then Sifu's in behind. It's like, man, those two, those two can do it. Mm-hmm. if they are allowed to do it, right? If you don't constantly rotate that midfield so much and let them play together, those guys can do it. Yeah, and then I think part of it had been availability, right, for for various reasons, like Acosta being moved, you know, yeah, yeah. to different yeah. spots. And then, you know, the last game, you know, you, you had yellow card yellow card considerations for this game um, heading into Vancouver and some of these different things. So, you know, again, I think who started the... Red Bull game was it blessing in Sihu again? I, I think Costa? it was, yeah, because that's that's the one where I specifically tweeted out like I've never, I've never actually seen this combination work so well. Yeah, and then it was, and then obviously then the second half I think Costa yeah. ended up coming in too, right? And then, I think I think the other thing about that game, yeah, it definitely was those two because I also said like I think I also remember making a remark about. Uh, them not winning enough balls like that that's why they're there but red bull were just all over all the yeah, i mean red bull's press in that game was yeah yeah i mean it lived up to the billing right they right they for the longest time had been that yeah. team that had had you know made the press their identity and those types of things under jesse march and you know they looked every bit of it in that game yeah yeah so anyway lafc start the game uh they they look competent in the attack they also look hyped as they as they frequently do against galaxy and it's one of those reasons that like galaxy can oftentimes score a goal like steal a goal early uh the lafc ends up scoring first though off a kellen acosta corner acosta's service on corners today was fantastic we found the head of of his teammates several times and sifu just buries it um kind of left unmarked I I think he may have been Edwards' mark <laughs> because on the very next corner, Edwards is marking Sifu, and you can see like there's a little me- meeting about it. Uh, so, it, again, it just makes it so much better. When Edwards is there holding the bag at the end, at the end of an LAFC goal, it's always better, right? Um, so, yeah, score off a corner from Sifu. Uh, next goal comes in the second half. Greg Vanny makes two subs, and LAFC score two goals in quick succession. Uh, kind of, you know, through, out of possession, um, LAFC are able to isolate Carlos on Raheem Edwards, and he comes in. Is this a shot or a cross? I think it's a shot. Mm-hmm. I think he's rifling it to the back post. Because well, you you see Bond the way that where Bond actually sets up probably would have it would have been a close, would have been tight to save that one as it was. Yeah. Even as a shot, right? But then with the header, there's no chance. Yeah, Hollingshead comes in on on the near on the nearer run, and then Sifu is able to just redirect it right past Bond. Um, so really, really clever work there. And then the last goal is uh, 
made out of a Sifu and Opoku connection in the middle. Opoku to Vela, Vela to Chicho. Um, and there you go. We're off and running. Chicho with another great finish. Great pass from Carlos. Um, so Carlos with two assists in this game, too. Um, anyway, it's all, I mean, yeah. three goals is, is nothing to, to, to laugh about, especially against a team that has been defensively as good as Galaxy have. I think they might yeah, I have mean, the fewest goals the about it, in the league. Especially the, the thing, I think one of the things to note, right, is Carlos Vela, the distributor, is so scared. And especially yeah. if you're going to tell me that you're going to replace Musasi with Gareth Bale. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dude, that, right? it like, is wild. There's that, it there's is that wild. move, I think, right on the off the left wing where I think um, Muskovsky gets a, a, you know gets the ball at his feet and just kind of just scuffs a scuffs yeah. a shot that just didn't come off. You know, yep. and then I think ended up coming back out the other way. But those are the those are the types of plays where you're just like, okay, if that falls to Bale's feet. That's game over. It's it's in the back of the net or like the 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 breakaway. I think it's I think it's Carlos again. He finds him. He finds Musovsky over the top, and Koulibaly comes in and makes a save with his hand, his trailing hand as he slides mm, yeah. in, right? And goes out for a corner. Uh, not a handball. Well, maybe a handball. Definitely not reviewable as it's outside the box, unless you're going to call it a dog so. But eh. anyway. Um, that would have been soft if they had done that. Yeah. Opinion. Gareth Bale is not only taking a better first touch on that ball, he's pulling away from everybody and burying mm-hmm. that, that shot, right? So... It is a scary prospect uh, that now all of a sudden Vela's feeding Gareth Bale and not just. One of the things, when, when has Vela ever been able, when has he been around guys who scare the opposing team as much as he does, right? And the funny thing was, it's like you. When he was playing with Antoine Griezmann. Yeah, that's the last <laughs> time. And But, you know, when yeah. you saw him, even in this game, you know, I was really surprised at how much space he had to operate coming in off the right. Right? I mean, unless I mean, again, the guys who were getting stretched, right? And then you, when you're playing Vasquez and Question, you're 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 going to get stretched. Right? Those guys just don't have the legs. Yeah. Anymore, right? But I mean, this back. is this is what we've always asked for, right? We want Carlos in between the lines, and when you're playing a four four two, and the wingers, those wingers push high. And there's room in between the fullback and that winger. Like, that's where we want him to get the ball. And he got the ball there so many times. So yeah. then that's when you see him pick up the ball and drive it at the midfield. And like like you said, he's he's a scary distributor. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, and he's able to, and again, he wasn't having to drop so deep that he didn't have multiple options, right? And that was, that was right. I think, the one thing that right. usually we see him when he does have to pick it up. He's having to come to midfield. He's having, you know. This one, he's picking it up like what, halfway between the eighteen, you know, the, yeah. the you know, the eighteen yard box and midfield, right? So right. there's, you know, he only has to make what, take up five to six yards before he's in range. Yeah, of but like, ask your, ask yourself why that is, Josh. Like, who's the midfielder on his side? It's Count Acosta, right? Yeah, it's sure. not Latif Blessing this time. Uh, it's not, you know, it, it's it's a guy who's able to get that pass away. And it's not just going to try and out dribble everybody. So. Yeah, and also after making the initial pass, will now create the space for him to yeah. operate, right? Because that's yeah. I think the other thing too is like a lot of times, right? We we've seen guys fall into the Kobe Bryant syndrome, right? And I don't mean Kobe himself; I mean watching Kobe play. Give it right? to him and then watch. Yeah, yeah, 
And so when you feed them and then you don't make that next move, which we often would see, especially in 2020, you know, early 2020, like post CCL run, you know, that beginning of that, you know, um, as they're coming out of the pandemic, it still felt a little disjointed, you know, some of those different things. But I think that's kind of where you saw the team get stagnant, right? There's a lot of times, whether it be K or, or blessing on that, you know, whoever was in each other there, there wasn't that second movement after they fed, right? Constance kind of yeah. like feed him and just kind of sit back and kind of watch him or the run would be into a space where he was trying to go to, right? Yeah. Whereas I feel Acosta does a much better job of understanding where Bella wants to go and then giving him that space and then now providing the field balance that ultimately sets up, sets them up to defend just as much as attack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, they go up again, three to one. Uh, the first goal, let's see, let me, let me think back here. The first goal from galaxy uh, comes when we're up two to one. And which one was that? This is um, it's one. Yeah. They tied up on grand zero from the outside on a kind of a weird, like a ball. This is the header. Kind of, yeah. Right, so it's from like yeah. the from the outside deflects off of Mario, I believe, and just nothing you can you know. A bounce so, goes the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then Ravellison was the one that scored the header. on the header. Right. Yeah. yeah. So this is we've seen this multiple times against the Galaxy. They score by by attacking down their left wing, um, and for some reason. <laughs> You know, oh, I guess not. We know why Escobar has been injured both times we've played the Galaxy before, but uh, I don't remember who it was that went down the left wing, gets past Hollingshead, plays a ball, kind of back towards the spot for Grants here. It's a great finish, kind of maybe deflected off Mario unintentionally, and that's what lands it in the back of the net. But uh, the other one is the one is the one that I want to talk about. There were several towards the end of the game, several times where Ibeaga's just beat in the air. I mean, beat bad. There was one sequence where he gets beat for a header. It goes out for a corner. And then on the subsequent corner, that was the one that was almost a goal, right? I think, mm-hmm. I think, is it Chicharito who shoots it, who, who heads it? And somebody, another Galaxy player is like in the way and it goes up over the bar for a corner. And Ibeaga's beat on the first hit, on the first header. And then on the ensuing corner kick, he's just completely beat again to the header. Uh, man, just he was so abysmal tonight. Um, and we've talked to death about his passing. Galaxy, if you if you go back and watch any of the uh, any of the times that that Ibeaga's on the ball, you're going to see them. They know exactly where he's going. Like he is incapable of turning the ball with his feet. He's incapable of playing with his left foot, uh, accurate passes. Julian Araujo steals the ball from him at one point as he tries to like Cruyff away and play the ball back to Crapo. And Julian just gets on the ball, just takes it from him. Like it's not even, ah, uh, this man has got to stop playing. I don't know what's, whatever is going on with the Mamadou fall and Eddie Segura, Keelini, like, it has to end. This this cannot go on any longer because this match you know, is, get, is not up to I snuff. get the Eddie Segura one, right? Like, coming off an injury, there's, you know, they're going to work him in at some point. I don't understand the ball. Yeah. 
I don't lack get it. Because again, he was so he's been so good for so you know for such a big part of the early part of the season, right? And it wasn't until that Open Cup game that, for whatever reason, that we just haven't seen him feature since then. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe maybe somebody out there has stats that the team is looking at to say to like demonstrate what they're seeing in terms of Ibeaga being a better a better selection. But my goodness, it does not pass. It does not pass muster. Like he is actively bad. Um, he just cannot. He cannot continue to play these kind of minutes. Uh, and I get that the team has been good. They've been solid defensively, but I would say that's in spite of Ibiaga, not because of him. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, after Chicho scores his goal, they they immediately sub him off and bring in Latif Blessing to play what looks like a 3-5-2, 5-3-2-something. Um, and then before you know it, we're not playing that anymore. I think it's because Sifu was playing the 10 in that formation. Yeah. Are, are Did you see the... Am I crazy? It I was a three-man back four, line. Four, two. Okay. I thought it was more of a 4-4-2 four, four, where they just played a flat four of Latif. Um, because I know, you know they, the Sifu comes off, right, for at some point. I believe for... So Latif... Janela comes on for... For, for uh, Sifu. For Sifu, but when Latif initially came on, I thought they went to a back three because it's like three center backs in the back. Palacios is out wide, and this again, I could be wrong on this, but it, I mean, this is what it looked like. It looked like the wing backs pushed out further and up higher, and that Latif was one of them. And you had Acosta and and Ilya, and then you had Sifu in the middle. Yeah, um, I just thought they were in a four four two. Maybe, maybe. Like if, that, flat, if that's like the case, if they four. were in a four-four-two, then Palacios was lost yeah. during this during this bit because that's I mean I'm he was nowhere to be found in terms of like in a line and Hollingshead was really uh, he was really glued to Mario's hip. So again, that's why I thought three-five-two. I again could be wrong. Sifu goes down, and that's when I'm like, oh, this is a four-four-two because mm-hmm. Janela comes in. But again, I don't, I don't know if that was a plan. To me, it kind of looked like okay, they're moving to a back three. They're going to sub Chiellini in uh, for probably Hollingshead because he did not have the greatest night dealing with Raheem Edwards and uh, and Grants here. So I thought, okay, well maybe maybe that's the move. That's how you get him his ten minutes or whatever. It felt um, like that was the plan, but I think it was the the substitution issue. Is what? Yeah. Is what at least I I think I remember Twelman noting on the broadcast was yeah, basically yeah. that that because of that early sub which you know they they probably should have tried to just get out of the half right and, right and then and then make the substitution at halftime so you don't lose that that subbing window yeah um, talk it, about it, literal insult to injury right like he lost that ball Musovski lost that that battle with with Araujo and then comes away with that with what looks like a bad hamstring injury. Yeah. Um, again, hopefully, hopefully something too serious because even though you have Bale and Tajiri Shradi and, and Rodriguez coming back, like we've talked several times about the role that he plays and how it's actually important and how he's been asked to do something above and beyond his role. But man, we'd love to have him as that, again, as that third striker. But mm-hmm. hmm. um, 
So yeah, I, I'd love to hear everybody's thoughts on on what that on what that back line was, because to me, again, looked like a back a back three, but who knows? Um, in the end, they're they're able to pull it. They're able to pull it off. Uh, any anything else from the game, Josh, that you want to highlight? No, I mean, I think it's again, it it, it was that game where LAFC showed their dominance, but also. Had the, the normal falterings, but just didn't break this time. Yeah. Right? Like, it, it's, what we expect, it's what we kind of expect from a lot of traffickers where, you know, you do, LAFC have played well in a lot of them. It's just a matter of how how resilient they can be over the course of the, the total game, right? Do they end up giving up a stupid goal, an yeah. early goal, something weird, something fluky, right? And and, the, and even then the last Ravella single, right, comes at a bad time, right? But I you feel like if they're able to make their normal defensive substitutions at that point, you're probably you're probably sitting in a better in a better position, right? Because I think they just right. get, you know it you and same thing that happened in that first one, right? Where you have to sub off Rodriguez and it just kind of puts you in a bad spot, mm-hmm. right? Where you're you're kind of scrambling and trying to make things work, and yeah. so and I think it speaks volumes to. Trendle's ability to adjust and do these different things, right? Which is what something we we all were clamoring for in the past, and something we hardly ever got. Um, yeah. So it is a breath, a bit of a breath, breath of fresh air to see him, you know, to see those things made. Sometimes they come off, some you know, sometimes they don't, right? That's the, that's just the nature of the game. But his willingness to, and then along with now having guys present in the locker room that are going to be able to withstand those the moment whether it's good or bad right and and have been there and done that before again i will say like like latif comes in and you know usually you're expecting to make some weird play do something but his ability to you know there's a play towards any of it sent something super simple right but keeps the ball keeps the ball keeps the ball and then right as the defender comes right normally we're expecting to see latif try to dribble through him right yeah, but he just pings the ball off his leg, takes it off his shins. It, yeah, yep, that was in that was in bounds. LAFC's own half too. Like that was really heads up from him. Mm-hmm. And then and there's that, another that, time where he takes it to the corner against Raheem Edwards, and it's like, man, Latif is <laughs> he's doing all the right things here. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like usually in those moments, like we're half expecting, you know, a horror show to happen, right? Like what Andre right. Orta should have done in that moment is just ping the ball off the guy. Let it go out of bounds and you're fine, right? But and that's what you know. You and you got that from Latif tonight, right? And you get that from, you know, Carlos Vela. You get that from all these guys who have kind of been there in this moment for the team and have lost some of these big games. And to be fair, Latif has always been good in traffic goals. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, he's like the one. Goals, he's the things. one player that you can point to that has that has. Yeah, has always been consistent. Yeah. You know, it's interesting I mean, because he, he, you you mentioned him not, you know, not making risky passes or something like that. Like I think Hollingshead was the one that struggled the most playing the ball out of the back today, um, mm-hmm. and maybe that's because he doesn't trust the center backs as much in in Mario Nibayaga. But uh, he several times when he'd win the ball, he'd try and play this overly aggressive pass, and it's just like he'd cough it right up, and the, here comes the LA Galaxy once again. But Latif yeah. was not that guy today. No, like I said, like 
and you know we we we've never spared a moment to point those things out when it's happened yeah but again in this in this particular game the way that he played the way that he killed this one off like hats off to the guy right yeah um yeah. you know a good, like said, a good sub performance for sure absolutely like if there's ever if, if there's a, if there's something that you you're playing latif to his strengths what he did at the end of that game is exactly what he's best at right you're not asking him to create you're asking him to get on the ball keep it and then make good decisions yeah right? the, the, yeah. the decision making part then has generally been the part that's that's been you know that never had was never quite there but in this game oh hats off to the guy because again yeah. like that was a professional performance to kill that one off and like i said if if he's that guy and then you have that combination of bale chicho rodriguez and bella pouring goals and then you have a guy that Latif that can come in and just kill things off at the end mm-hmm. you're in business yeah yeah of course all right well i mean that's really it i i do want to point something out that the galaxy did quite well uh they didn't score off of any of these counterattacks, oddly enough but uh Crapo has a fingertip save against Jovalich as a result of one. Uh, on that one, it happened to be Ibeaga. They got sucked into the midfield, chasing the ball, um, and the ball's played right in behind him. They do what's called a midfield bounce exceptionally well. So the ball, uh, off a, a, a pass comes into the midfield, and it's kind of like a third-man run like we talk about, where it's immediately played one touch to an open midfielder. And the idea, it's like a little bounce pass. Like bounce pass makes it sound like basketball. It's not. But it's just like you just deflect it basically first time to somebody else who's open in the midfield. And against LAFC's aggressive press, it worked really well. And what would typically happen is like Edwards would get on the ball, for example. Vela comes up to pressure. Hollingshead comes to pressure him as well. Then Edwards would send the ball into the midfield. And... Hollingshead and Vela start to chase like you're supposed to in a press, right? You know, you're already out of position. It's just time to win the ball. That ball gets first timed away. And then now there's space to attack down the wing. There's space to attack behind the center backs, wherever that pressure steps from. Uh, so they used, again, they used the midfield bounce really well. Something that they clearly drill and had me sweating bullets the entire game, just watching them counter and counter and counter and counter. Uh, Interestingly enough, they actually had more possession than LAFC did. Uh, but I mean, during that second half, they had long spells of possessions in front of in front of the goal. So I, I'm not too surprised, um, even though th- they were they were o- quite okay with just counterattacking the entire time. Yeah, and that's I mean, again, if there's anything that you know, you kind of you, from I don't want to say a negative, but a, a concerning thing to think about is right. It's like okay, what what is LAFC's depth late in game? Like, who are we bringing on, um, you know, to finish, you know, to, to kill a game off? Like we said, we're happy with the big job that we keep it. I don't know if we can say the same thing about Janela, right? Because, again, I don't know if he brings the quality that you need. Oh, he's definitely not going to come in and be a ball winner for you, right? I thought yeah. that when, when he did get on the ball, he was pretty smart. Mm-hmm. He wasn't forcing attacks. Uh, even Sifu, towards the end of the game, like the game got so stretched that every time he got on the ball or a Poku got on the ball, it was drive the ball 35, 40 yards straight into three galaxy attackers and then decide what to do. Yeah. Janela would drive the ball forward and then put a move on somebody to spin away from pressure and recycle a ball, play the ball out wide. So 
Uh, man, Janelle is so frustrating. Yeah, I just wish he had more defensively. He's like he he's very competent. Yeah. Like, on that, you know, I said in terms of just understanding how to move the ball, but you you just you just it's just lacking when it comes to the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. He just can't do the box to box thing. He's not active enough and he's not defensive enough. So and stuff. Right. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Because he's not he's not enough of an offensive threat either to be like a pure attacking ten. But man, just tough. All right, should we get into questions? Do it. We actually have fewer tonight. Uh when we lose to the galaxy, it's like our questions go through the roof. Uh, I think right now everybody's partying. So, uh, anyway, we'll go with what we got. Tom Camilleri at Bronkfan07. Just have gibberish again with the turnovers on needless passes. Vela stepping up at the crucial moments. Finally, this is over so we can concentrate on important things like Seattle. Also, the Galaxy have been around for, what, 25 years now? And in that time, their supporters have come up with only two chants. They have the... Uh, LA Galaxy, the one that we all know, LA Galaxy, clap, 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 right? And FU, two-syllable name, uh, America's Team. I've never heard them referred to as America's Team before. Uh, I just always thought that was reserved for the Dallas Cowboys, but um, I do I do like what Vela did. Uh, needless turnovers, uh, plenty of them. And like we said, it was, it was nervy, and Galaxy support is going to be Galaxy support. Like, just beat them. That's all you can do. What do you got on that, Josh? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not a huge. I never want to get into the levels of fandom thing. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. You know, like we're all going to go through waves of interest in all these different. It's things. just so, about the football, homie. That's yeah. all. <laughs> and so. Show's tagline, so, right? Yeah. So ultimately, yeah, like you said, it's like. You know, it's 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 fun banter to kind of watch them and and so on and so on and forth. But ultimately, at the end of the day, like you know, we're here. To, we're all here for the same reason. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so, but then, yeah, beyond that, right, Ella, you know, like I said, if if this is the next phase, good luck to the rest of them. Yeah. Because again, if if he's as engaged as he looked tonight, and then you have people that are going to finish off the chances that he that he creates. Right, you know, again, he may not score thirty goals, but he's going to have twenty-five assists. Yeah, I, I, I don't think, and I don't know that he has a big problem with that. I mean, he looks like tonight he was happy. I and at towards the end of the game, I was kind of like, man, Carlos deserves a goal. <laughs> like, he's got two assists. He's given up several. Uh, uh, like he's given up several chances to try and help other guys out. But man, uh, it's great performance tonight. Uh, Lionel Hutz at, from Cheap Seat. Thought they played poorly today. Passing was horrendous. That piece defense was abysmal. I'm completely baffled by Dolo's freezing out of fall. Nice to get the win, but not a reassuring performance. Josh? I'm a bit harsh. I mean, I too am puzzled by the fall thing. Again, you, either you hope he's getting sold for a lot of money, or again, I, I, it, is a, it is a head scratcher as to why he's not on the field next to Mario instead of Viviani. Yeah, I, I, man. I mean, he has... He just isn't playing at all. Like, I don't I don't get it. This is the man that started, like, every single game for us for the first 
dozen or so games. Yeah, and it was on and, everyone's list for, you know, best yeah. under twenty two player, all these different things, and then get scoring goals, well. playing great defense, enabling like some some sort of passing out of the back, which is just not there anymore. Like I, I dude, I don't, I don't get it. I have, I really just do not understand. And maybe, maybe he is the one that gets moved because, I mean, the depth there right now is is challenging. Like, how do you keep Mario and Fall and Segura and Chiellini all happy and playing? Like, I, I, I really don't know. But man, it's it's baffling to me. Um, I do agree to some extent, though. Like, uh, that it wasn't, it didn't look great for large stretches in this game. I feel like, again, yeah, maybe, it's a, yeah. We're gonna go back to our our mid-season grade thing. Like, if we're grading it on a curve. Like, <laughs> they they never played well in these games. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. There's gonna be mo- There's always gonna be these moments of brilliance and then moments of just pure ineptitude. Yeah, because that's just what happens. Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, yeah. you just you have to win these matches. That's the most important thing. You mm-hmm. gotta win. That's that's what you like. Just just win, baby. That's that's it, right? Uh, next one at wonderful. Any explanation for the poor passing has to be a record for most incomplete passing from the whole team. I think it's guys forcing it. I think it's guys are amped and like Josh said, like oftentimes LAFC do not look good in these games. And I think you could tell by like Carlos's comments about the rivalry and how much it means to him and how much like anybody that wears their crest is like the enemy type of thing. Like, uh, I think you can tell that they come out amped and, and maybe a little overcharged. I was really relieved that they were the first to score and that Galaxy didn't get in, get an early one because I, I feel like it took a long time for them to settle into this game. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. again, I, I didn't see the passing into a brick wall thing in this game, right? It was Not from was, the midfield, at least, yeah. It, it was, was more This one that, was, was more of the, the back line, just yeah. not distributing very well yeah and so like i said the midfield actually i think played fairly well yeah um, in terms of yeah. creating opportunities and creating chances and the movement looked good again i think this was this one was more on you know when during the times where you know the, the when the defense is having to now play in the space just weird decision making with the exception of with blossoms i think blossoms played really well in this game. yeah as he as, as he, he has been. done yeah but I mean that's a that's a tough lift for him. Hollingshead out of position, Mario not a good passer, Ibeaga disaster, and then Palacios having to do it like kind of clean up all by himself. Uh, at Sambra Amarath, we had to sweat for that one, but in the end it only matters that you get across the line. Yeah, I agree. We have lots of work to do before the playoffs, but cav- the uh, cavalry is coming. I said cavalry, but pretty sure that's not what he meant cavalry is, is what he's going for there we have a bright future ahead of us if we can capitalize on the momentum yeah I, they put up a graphic today of the non-starting starting 11 like the potential like starting 11 off the bench and it was actually pretty impressive today mm-hmm. right you have bale and brian rodriguez and janela and uh Tajuri. i think that blessing on a wing plus Janela and I don't know, Tajuri Shradi was probably on there at some point, but like it was actually really impressive. Like that you could bring eleven players that aren't even starting at that match, and they'd be legit in the league. Yeah, I mean, this is not the year to to criticize JT. <laughs> no, 
for roster. Not at all. Not at all. Except for right back depth. Need right back depth. Or make it Segura. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. Last one is from at Jeff Talk. Do we think fall is hurt? Why are we playing Ibeaga? So uh, trend continues here. Anything else on that one, Josh? I, I, I wish. I knew. Right. I mean, like, you know, maybe maybe this is one that we'll probably have to dig in a little bit more in the next round. Because do you remember what the injury was that he had? I didn't even think it was an injury. I just remember him coming off, like, like fighting at the end of the Open Cup game, and that was the last time that I ever we saw him until he came in that back three at the end of the Vancouver game, or until he played in Vancouver. Hmm. I feel like I feel like there was an injury at some point. But that it was like very minor, and he's only gone for like a week or something, and then he's just been out. But yeah, I, in terms of why, I, I couldn't tell you why because Ibeaga has been awful. So I, I don't know. But again, three two over the Galaxy, you get the job done. That's what we want, right? Then there's you and I can nitpick and you know throw up a, a few red flags here or there, like hey, this is wrong, this is wrong. But overall you're doing the right things and here they are at the top of the supporter shield they just signed gareth they just announced and like had gareth bale there today there's still talk about the dp uh spot potentially being filled um but man things are things are looking looking good for lafc as long as they can smooth out some of these kinks that that show up every once in a while yeah i mean and again it's a great position to be in where they're in first place. You know, you know the issues that they have, right? Those issues. It wasn't like the nineteen season where we were flying high and then crashed and burned. This one yeah. definitely feels more of a slow build up, you know, slow build yeah. up to yeah. the finish line in the sense that it's like, okay, we're pushing slowly and again and we play a lot more pragmatic, right? So that's a big part of it too. Um, but you it's like you're basically looking for for the cracks along the way and filling them in as you go, right? right? As opposed to, you know, running past all of them and then right before you get to the finish line, you trip, right? Yeah. It, it's yeah. it's, it's, a, it's def- definitely a different approach to it, but it's one that I feel like has more, of, that will have more legs come come playoff time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think you are right. It does feel different. It feels more methodical. As opposed to just, we're going to run and gun better than everybody, which is what they did in 2019, right? Uh, but this definitely feels more methodical and repeatable, uh, which is good. Um, yeah, anyway. I mean, the sustainability, you know, over the course of MLS season is always the question mark when it comes to games, right? Like, can how, how do you sustain your excellence over the course of the season, right? We've seen Seattle do the reverse thing where they're just poor, for mm-hmm. the, beginning, the first you know quarter of the season, then they slowly turn it up, right? This one feels like LFC starting ahead of where Seattle was, which should put them into into a better situation if they're also yeah. still on a, somewhat of a slow burn, right? Comparatively to like I said, what you often see is get shot at the gate and then crash and burn. Yeah. Um, next right. thing you know, you're DC United. Yeah. Oh. DC United losing seven nothing to well, Philly. Philadelphia today. is a good team, but seven nothing. Nobody's that good. Yeah. You know we have some extra time. Let's talk about a little bit of news here because uh, so they lost right seven nothing, which is tied for the biggest 
defeat uh, in league history in league history. Mark Anthony K getting traded Whoa. from Colorado to Bob Bradley FC in, up there in Toronto. Uh, very interesting to see Colorado just basically abandon him so quickly. And it's, I, I if man, LAFC definitely won the Kellen Acosta, Mark Anthony K trade. Mm-hmm. But I mean, did they basically get, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, I like Bob as a coach, right? Especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But man, for whatever reason, I just want to see that whole project crash and burn. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I feel like it's just like. It's because they're Canadians, Josh. Just be honest. I think part of it, too, though, is like obviously the way that Kay left, right, didn't feel like it was on good terms with, yeah. with the supporters. Like really salty. Yeah. A little bit there. Like there, there seemed to be some, some bad blood. He was salty about it, those types of things. And then I feel like I've. I just like how Trundle approaches things so much more in terms of his man management and just feels so much more sustainable than Bob. And so, you know, again, how that, how that works when you're bringing in these high profile players, but like how quickly, how quickly is Insigne going to flip a lid when, you know, Mark Anthony K tries to, you know, pass into a brick wall. Or, yeah, when he when he sends in the sixth consecutive misfired through ball. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it, it's oh boy, right? And, and gonna, again, in a in a way that Bob demands has to be this specific way. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. And like, and maybe, maybe that front three of whoever they end up, you know, whoever their their DPs end up being at the end of the day, right? Is what makes it happen, right? Because now they're trying to unload um, Salcedo, right? Who yeah. Was there, who was their third DP as well? So you're gonna have Insigne, Bernardeschi, and who else? I don't know who that third. Probably another Italian forward. Yeah. <laughs> seems right. To be, seems to be right. what we're hearing. Um, and then you know you have Osorio, Kay, and Bradley behind. But again, Bradley doesn't have the legs. I think Bradley's cooked. I think K is the long-term answer. I I'll be interested to see if Bob plays him as a six, which is oh, I, in all I in all of his play, time. Go ahead. I I have a feeling that Bob's going to play him exactly where he was at. <laughs> yeah, I mean left side at eight. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. I just I don't know how much Michael has left in the tank, and if it's me, seeing what Mark Anthony K did. You play him at defensive midfielder. You take, you take his passing, like you, you take some of the responsibility to create off his shoulders and just let him, kind of do his thing. And there were a couple times we saw him last year play as a six, uh, and you and I talked about it on the show several times. Like this is this is the best he's looked, but he's not being required to play those really aggressive balls that he's not always capable of playing. It's just him doing his thing, right? Mm-hmm. Go win the ball and keep connecting with teammates. Um, so, I don't know. It will be interesting to see. Uh, but, man, am I glad to have Kellen Acosta. Uh, yeah. One other thing, Josh. Chicho Arango now has 21 goals and I think, 30-something games. 30 games. Mm-hmm. Taylor mm-hmm. Twelman talked about on the broadcast quite a few times. Uh, I think it's clear that 
either the team or he is looking for something more, like more money that he wants, or the team is like not really ready to commit to him that for that long. What is to be done about Chicho Arango, Josh? I mean, he might jump into my mentions again, but <laughs> I'd probably flip him for the largest amount of gamma in the history of the league. Yeah, Plus, I mean, the the thing is, it can't be like the Pozuelo deal here where we're talking about TFC again. It can't no, be, for sure. But you, they but only you got 150 in gam. Yeah, but you don't. You also don't need to move him yet, right? Like you can wait on this decision because how long is his contract? Till next year, I think. Okay. Um, I believe. I think it runs through the end of the season. But again, you also get the kind of. I mean, because here's the thing: what ends up happening is like bails on that time deal for a whole year, right? Yeah. So you you do have the luxury of waiting a little bit longer than you probably would. Yeah. Ah, man. If you could figure out a way to make him happy on Tam money, I think you do it. Oh, yeah. And I think you say, all right, Brian Rodriguez, thank you for your service. We're going to find a landing spot for you. We're going to go out and sign a, another young DP in the midfield. And that's what you roll with. You just roll with Chicho Bale and, and Vela. Yeah. The problem is that there's going to be a number of teams in the league willing to pay Chicho DP money. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't let him get to free agency for sure. I, to be honest, I don't even know if he's capable of being a free agent. I honestly have no idea. Yeah, I don't know how, how it works with, with some of those TAM deals. I think you got to be like 27, 28 years old, uh, and you have to have played in the league for so long. But basically, like it's kind of like football where he goes to waivers, right? Yeah, he'd if be like he's... a like franchise tag, something like that, or restricted free agent. <laughs> I'm sure that'll come into play eventually too. As soon as Houston decides that they want to keep players without signing them to contracts, they'll be yeah. like, oh yeah, well, we got to protect we got to protect soccer in Houston. It'll never exist if we don't have the Houston Dynamo. Well, and what's going to end up happening, right, is you're going to have the collect. I mean, the players' union is constantly getting wrecked in these collective bargaining agreements. Yeah. So that's yeah. probably the next step, right? If they're not able to, with, you know, like, depend, you know, like the league will always point out X revenue, da da da. Um, you know, again, and so that's something that we'll see. And again, the it, it's just it is something to keep an eye out because obviously as they move into this new TV deal, some of these things will come up and, and yeah and yeah. whatnot and, and there there is going to be more machinations added to the already yeah. weird structure that is American sports. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, getting back to Chicho here and like being able to keep him, I feel like in a it, similar to Dio, he's not the same as Dio. Dio, I felt like, could create on his own from just about anywhere. Chicho is much more drop into the midfield, connect, then get back at the right time. And and but man, his he does he does have some clever finishes. He misses plenty of shots, but he's got some clever finishes in his bag. Good in the air. Um, seems to be a good presence. Uh, and I think him being flanked by Vela and Bale or some you know some other version of the three. I think he would really he like I only I think he's going to get better because he's not going to be playing with Danny Musovsky on his left right um, yeah. so I, I don't I don't know it'll be interesting to see but yeah I mean I think you you have a month to sort it out right you see how he plays with Vale 
see how some of these things go, and then you get to the end of that window and you kind of make yeah. a but make a decision then because at that point you you really yeah. if you do let him walk, you have to find you have to get it you have to get a good you know a return huge return yam, and then you yeah. have to have your your DP coming in ready. Right, right. I can't I can't find his contract info, so I guess we'll we'll wait and see. All right. Uh, next game is against Nashville next Sunday. Uh, we will be here to recap it, as always. You can follow the show at CounterPress underscore. Follow me at Kirk Kinsey. Josh. LAC Josh on Twitter. All right. So, yeah, Galaxy win. Good times are rolling. We will talk to you all after Nashville next week. Good night.